Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today I'm lucky enough to be joined by our good mate Tim Williams from the Supercoach Playbook. You'll recognise him, I've spoken to him a few times this year about Supercoach and he just knows it all inside out and you know it's really starting to come to the front now. We've got one week left in Supercoach and he's sitting number two out of 130 odd thousand. So if Timmy manages to, I think he's got to chase 60 points this week. If he manages to get on top of the bloke who's coming first, it's a 50k cash prize. Just simply incredible. I said to you at the start of the year, the Supercoach playbook, they had the best content as far as Supercoach goes by far and away. And this is the evidence, yeah? It's up there on the wall. Tim Williams has done fantastically well on Supercoach this year. This is his story from this season. Williams, welcome on. How are we, mate? I'm good, great man. Back, good to be back on. Been a while, so uh, good to get another start. Now, mate, you've done pretty handy in Supercoach since I spoke to you last time. You've sort of flown under the radar a little bit. Where are you sitting at the moment? Well, I have flown a little bit under the radar, I suppose, into second spot overall. So, mate, it's uh, it's ruined this weekend of footy for me because I'm going to be a nervous wreck the whole time. But it's for a good cause, I suppose. <laughs> mate, you're only beating me by fifteen thousand. That's a good knock. Get a, a good captaincy option here or a nice little VC loophole, you might have me. But seriously, mate, coming second, you know, you, you're one spot away from winning 50K this weekend. You must be absolutely fucking bricking it. Mate, I am. I spent the afternoon bricking it very much, and then I, um, I, I'll i be I'll be wetting myself come Thursday night. But I, uh, I've actually I'm, – I'm pretty low on trades. I've run out of trades, which sort of takes a little bit of the pressure out of it in the sense that I'm not going to sit here all week saying, oh, should I be doing this or doing that and whatnot, and – um, by the sounds of it, when teams drop, there's going to be a lot of people rested as well. So that might take a few bench options uh, out of my own hands. So, you know, it's up to the super coach gods now to look after me. Mate, who are you most worried about for team list Tuesday? <clears throat> Where do you want me to start? We've got <laughs> um, the Panthers. Ivan Cleary said last week after the game that he's looking at resting players. So I'm running with Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai at halfback. Um there's a lot of chat that the Storm are going to be resting Smiths and Munsters and these sort of guys, and um, which I'm pretty fortunate that I've got a lot of depth in my side, so I can cover most of them. Um, but I think the, the one that would kill me is if, on top of all that, 
is if Wayne Bennett decides to rest, the likes of Cook and, and Cody Walker or Cam Murray or any of these guys, um, that'd be a bit of a dagger. But at the same time, they're all pretty popular players. So I think if, if I'm stuffed, there'll hopefully be a lot of other people stuffed as well. Tim, if you had to pick, you know, across your whole team, where are you probably the weakest in your opinion? Mate, there's a not a bad story behind that, actually. My, my front row, which was rock solid all year, I had Hassan Carrigan, who were, who were definitely the standout front rowers. Then about a month ago, I decided to go the antipod and trade out Pat Carrigan and, and try and get a bit of an edge on, on the guys up top there. And the de- decision was good in hindsight in the sense that Carrigan was pumping at 60s and 70s, so not doing too much damage. But the first bloke I brought in was Josh Papali, who got injured the following week. So I had to trade him out. I traded him to Adam Fanua Blake. Fanua Blake got injured the following week. And then this week, which was the absolute killer, I left my trades as late as possible. Obviously, Huss was out, so I was running two front rollers who weren't playing. So I had to use my final two trades on them. So I brought in Alex Tuol on Saturday at about 2.25 in the afternoon. Five minutes after I did it, the Tigers released a statement that Twole was sick in the tummy and he was being rested for that night. And I was just like, I felt crooker than he did, I'll tell you that much. Um, that's um, Mate, uh, it blows me away. Like, when I think someone finishes number two out of 130,000, I think, fuck, they must have had everything go their way the entire season. It just hasn't been that way. <laughs> no, nah, it hasn't, mate. Like, I mean, I'd be lying if I, if I said I hadn't had a bit of the rub of the green at times with the luck. There's obviously... You know, a bit of ability, but a hell of a lot of luck that goes into winning Supercoach and doing pretty well in it. But I think probably the biggest thing for me is I've had as many injuries as everyone else in Supercoach, but I haven't had too many like sort of during games and early in games. You know, you know the HIA 10 minutes into a game where you play gets five points or a Tommy Chavojevic on the weekend that got his 10 points and then got injured. Um, my injuries have been to guys who have played the 80 and then missed a few weeks after it scans have shown something up or the injuries have come in the 70 or 75th minute sort of thing. So I think that's probably the, the big thing for me that's helped me on the luck front. Mate, speaking of luck, in your opinion, what's the luckiest thing that's happened to you this year yeah. on your Supercoach run? Jesus, mate, that's a good question. I've, um, where do I start with that? Um, oh, Actually, I could tell you, yeah, definitely I started the year with Pat Carrigan and Kurt Mann. Um and they were guys that I was looking to trade out and upgrade to blokes at a stack of different times. And just because of injuries and the way things panned out and blokes getting rested at different stages, I ended up having them pretty well all year. I've still got Kurt Mann in there, and they've ended up being two of the best players in my side all year. And, you know, guys that I probably wanted to get rid of at some point. I know I got rid of Zach Lomax at about 500K just before he really hit his straps. But, mate, the, probably the K-man, just having him all year has been a blessing. Mate, I've got him in my draft team, and I feel like every weekend I watch him, like he's been one week away from getting injured for fucking 20 weeks now. He just keeps yeah. hanging on, doesn't he? He does, and I'll I'll, I'll change my answer there because I'm looking at my side now. Mate, you would not believe it. I was watching that Bunnies game on Thursday night against the Dogs with a few pods in my side, watching the Dogs put a bit of a score, and I'm going, how the hell is this happening? Mate, I had Joseph Paulo, uh, sorry, Jackson Paulo, who I played in my 17 over David Nofaluma, and I had Cody Walker. When Cody Walker set up that try to Paulo and he put his foot out and it didn't go upstairs, I could not believe that. Mate, to leave Nof out, that's pretty bold. Like, I understand they were coming up against the Storm, but the bloke just seems to find points, doesn't he? does, yeah. I just, I hate playing backs. I hate playing any players against the Storm, to be honest. And I, I did a bit of, bit, bit of research into it and that, and the Storm conceded the least points of the 
in Supercoach points of the year to centre wings in Supercoach. And particularly the edge Noffa was on had uh, that Justin Olam and Adokar edge, Munster, I think Kenny Bromwich, which is just rock solid in D. So I was just worried about it. Um, so I, I did jag that one. But, yeah, the, the Paulo foot out, that, that helped me a lot. Mate, it's funny. I, uh, I I knocked the bloke that writes for you, Steve, my good mate. I knocked him out on the weekend and he had uh, he had Noffa Luma playing in his game. And, fuck, mate, I was so stoked watching him go quiet. There's nothing better than Noff quiet, is there? Mate, oh, they're, they're nothing better than not quite when you've benched him for sure. So he's a good he's a good man, Steve, and he was on a bit of a, a form. Um, he was in form the last week, so I think he was massive last week. So, mate, to knock him off, big job, bragging rights there. Yeah, I'll be letting him have it. Don't worry about it. We <laughs> uh, we take it way too seriously and get too emotional. So it was a good little win for me there. Nice, mate. Someone has to. Mate, tell me at the start of the season, who was like the biggest pod that you had? Um, who did I have at the start of the year? I, I went with <clears throat> I went with Caelan Ponger in my side. So not necessarily a, a massive pot as such, but a lot of people, no one could really afford Teddy at the start of the year. So a lot, just about everyone had Pappenhausen and a lot had, um, you know, the likes of Val Holmes or or Tommy Trebojevic there, maybe even sort of Clint Gutho. And I started with Ponga, who I've had since day dot, and he's just been massive for me all year. He's averaging 83 points, um, had a few pretty big scores early on, um, and then probably the biggest thing from it was that I got his big scores as captains a lot of the time as well. So Ponga, while, while not sort of, you know, tremendously low ownership, he was probably the big one for me that, yeah, that paid the biggest dividends. Mate, obviously you spoke about captaincy scores there. You got the KP big one. I think Teddy had two pretty big nights out this season. Did you manage to uh, jump on that train? I did, yeah. I skipped him both weeks there. The, the one the other week was, um, you know, he's an extremely popular captaincy choice, so probably didn't make too much of a difference. But probably the moment of the year for me in terms of um, differential and jumping up the rankings-wise was I got Teddy in maybe just before his first price rise when he went ballistic at the start of the year. Um, and then I think the first week I got him in, it might have even been that week, and I had him had the C on him that week. Um, and that was like, yeah, what, nearly a – nearly a 400-point week just on one player. So that was probably the biggest yeah, biggest moment of the year. Mate, what's been your best finish previous to this year? Mate, I've had uh, three three finishes in the top 500. Um, and my I think my best one was like maybe 380 or 390 or something. So thereabouts, but certainly never, never what I've done this year. And obviously, mate, if you do manage to win this week, it's fifty grand. If you come second, five grand, and then three to ten is one thousand dollars. Now, you're only sixty points behind the bloke coming first. When you're looking at your team at the moment and you're comparing it to his, where can you see yourself making up those points? Um, just as I mentioned before, mate, just depth. I've um I've been pretty fortunate this year in that it's been such a funny year for Supercoach in that you, had, you have to sort of throw a lot of tactics out the window um, because of the fact that there was no origin period to worry about, that buy period and blokes, you know, getting rested through origin and eased and all that. Um, so the biggest thing for me was just having depth in my side all year. I know one of the guys at SC Playbook um, wrote an article, I think it was Desi who won it last year, about, about nothing blokes out early on and just getting max squad value and getting that gun 17 as quick as you could do it. And it was a seriously viable strategy um, and, and a good one for getting that VC loophole opportunity as well. But like no one could have predicted the amount of injuries that have come since sort of the middle of the year and how short teams have been left. I sort of went the approach to have a bit more depth in my side, which is now starting to pay off. Um, and looking at the, the fellow who's leading, who's a mighty Canberra Aiders supporter as well, which is a good thing, he, um, 
he might be a little bit short if um, a few of these guys we mentioned before do get rested. So I'm hoping that's the one. Mate, have you had much contact with the guy coming first? I haven't, no, mate. I think uh, Desi Creek, who does a bit of riding for us, he's been chatting to him and, and giving me a few updates for him. So that's been helpful. But uh, at least I do have a contact with him. So if I'm going all right this Sunday night and think that I'm in with a bit of a sniff, we can maybe send him a message and, and save 24 hours of sitting there shitting bricks about worrying where I've come. So that'll be handy. Mate, wasn't there some of the other blokes in previous years that they sort of made a deal to split some of the coin? Yeah, the boys last year. So Desi, who won it, and Walson, who came second, they were they were oh, a certain, you know, I might have been 30 or 40 points apart um, going into the last round. So, you know, there was no collusion or, like, team talk or anything about it. They kept their team secret. They didn't tell each other what trades or captaincy, any of that. They just said, look, mate, we're up there. Um, if we do happen to finish first and second, I'll give you a little bit, you give me a little bit, just to hedge a little bit for each other. So, um, you know, a, a you know, if you came second, it worked out real well. <laughs> Have you considered making that phone call or what? Oh, mate, I, I think I'm going to leave it in the hands of the gods. I think if I'm meant to win it, I'll win it. If I'm not, I won't. Um, and at the end of the day, the fellow coming first is 60 points clear of me. So I think he'd be pretty happy to, to you know, back himself going into the last round. And um, he's been leading for quite a while, hasn't he? He's been um, about three or maybe about three or four weeks now. It could be a little bit longer, but I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, he's been up there for a little while. And the poor bugger on the weekend, I mean, it was good for me, but he um, he played an offer over Lomax and sat Lomax. Um, oh, and then and he, he also went Teddy to Turbo. Um, so yeah, he was leading by 210 going into this, going into last weekend. And uh, he would have had a rough re- weekend, the poor bugger. Did, uh, did you bring Turbo in last weekend or did you dodge it? I dodged it, mate, um, very thankfully. Um, I did toy with the idea, but I was my bench was pretty strong at the time. So, I, I, I mean, the, the, way, the way the front row scenario turned out for me, I kind of had to make the trades up there anyway, but um, I thought a few people might do the Tommy Turbo trade. So I was happy to roll the dice and, and hope that he came back from injury a little bit slow. And, mate, watching that game was like – all right, things didn't fall his way, and then obviously the injury happened. But I don't think there's a player in the NRL who who attracts more defenders as a decoy runner than Tommy Chaboyevich. I think there was that first try there that um, DCE hit um, Jack Gazuski. Tommy was out the back. Three blokes followed him, and this enormous gap opened up. I'm just like, far out. If you give Supercoach points for that, Tommy would have had about three extra tries. But um, I did dodge that bullet. Like flies to shit, aren't they? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But, mate, couldn't have put it any better. Mate, obviously, the guys that are just behind you, you know, you've got third and fourth place that are within about 30 points of you. Do you know who they are and have you had any contact with them at all? It's funny how it all pans out, like, uh, when it gets sort of this close to the end. I, th- I think anyone that's sort of been up around the top the last sort of four or five weeks, I know the way I've thought about it has been you're just waiting for the wheels to fall off, to cop that HIA to one of your pods 10 minutes into a game and say, oh, well, it was a fun, fun run while it lasted, but... 
now that we're getting closer and closer to the business end of the season and obviously a week to go now, people sort of come out of the, the woodworks and a bit of chat on Twitter or a Facebook comment here or there and you work out who the people are. So um, I've, I've seen comments from a few of them and I've got a little bit of an idea about who's up there, but there's certainly enough in the five or six blokes in the top 10 who, who yeah, I haven't heard from at all. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the weekend. As we said, mate, obviously the top 10, they get a grand each. Would you have to be pretty unlo- unlucky to fall out of that top 10, just where you're sitting at the moment? Uh, yeah, look, it, I'm only, I think I'm about 100 clear of the bloke in 11th place, which is, I mean, give or take, it's a handy enough buffer, but certainly it's it's easy enough to turn around. You know, you, you go one left field skipper option and nail that, you know, there's your 100-point margin brought up pretty quickly. Um, but... Until I see these team this tomorrow, it won't really know where I'm at. If there are a few key players rested and I can cover them, I'll have a fair bit of confidence. But, you know, probably the worst thing for me is if, if everyone plays and all the blokes in the top 10 have a strong 17. So I'll, I'll be watching those team lists pretty closely tomorrow. Tim, let's say hypothetical, the team lists come out, everyone's 1-17, to 17, there's no one being rested, nothing whatsoever. Who would you be looking at for your VC and your captain this weekend? Yeah, good, great question. Um, look... I don't really know, to be honest. I've got Teddy in there, who I've obviously held, so he's got to be a big option. But, I mean, the Bunnies, Bunnies are no mug, so there's no certainty that he scores well. Surely the they're getting one, up for that game. You'd think so. And it just there's so many variables that have to pan out. So you look at the Bunnies, who I've got a few Bunnies players in my squad, so they're obviously in the battle with the Knights for that home semi-final. So the Knights play the game before the Bunnies on Friday night. So if the Titans can knock them off, all right, the Bunnies have got the incentive that if they win, they get the home semi. If the Knights win that, all, all of a sudden Wayne Bennett's going, all right, this is a nothing game for us now. Yes, you want a bit of momentum going into finals, but I've got blokes like Cody Walker and, uh, and Damian Cook or like a, you know, a few of them with niggles. Do I give them an early shower? Um, so I just, mate, there's so much that has to pan out even before the weekend starts. Mate, it sort of makes it interesting, especially because all the games on Sunday, they're all dead rubbers, you know. you got the Warriors and the Seagulls. you got the Dragons up against the Storm. The Storm have already announced they're going to rest everyone. So you got all these teams in contention for spots just jammed into, you know, two days essentially. It's going to be crazy. It's crazy, mate. And I was actually looking at it from, from my own sort of personal perspective, Supercoach-wise, and uh, aside from maybe like a Cameron McInnes who everyone owns anyway, I don't think I've got a Supercoach player playing on Sunday. So, I mean, that's provided that Munster and Smith get rested, as it sounds like it's going to be. So, yeah, all the crunch games are going to be on pretty early. And, I mean, it'll be all eyes on um, that, that Penrith side coming out on Tuesday. But, I mean, you talk about captaincy options. If Penrith were to throw out a full-strength team to try and keep that momentum going into finals, which... You know, Cleary spoke about wanting to do for a while and how, how much the players want to be out there every week. And, you know, every coach says that, but you sort of buy into it a little bit with Penrith watching them after wins at the moment. So um, if, if, if Cleary is playing their full strength, he's got to be a massive captaincy option against the Dogs at, at 3 p.m. on the Saturday. Mate, the closer we get to team lists, the more and more confident I am that Penrith are just going to go 1-17. to I think they've got too much of a young squad to be able to fuck around with it. I think they've just got to take their momentum and just ride it in. I think you're you're right. The only I'm just not sure what you'll be thinking in regards to young Matty Burton, who who hasn't played in a long time now. And I just think look at the overall goal, you know, the premierships where they want to be, the big picture, any of them halves go down in week one, week two, week three, the finals, whatever, 
Matty Burton comes in and hasn't played a game since round four or five or whatever it was when Cleary was out. It's a long time, so they've got a free crack here at giving these blokes a, a bit of footy under their belt. Um, so guys like James Fisher-Harris, maybe Isaiah Yo, um, I'm not so sure. You know, I, I really like um, Matty Burton on the bench, but, you know, I'm looking at this side and, I think if they were to have, you know, one of the halves go down during the season, I think Tyrone May goes into it first. I think they'd have to have two injuries to get Matty Burton in there. Really interesting, isn't it? And I've been thinking the same thing, and I really don't know which way they'll go. But, mate, um, I haven't shown how much faith he's got in Tyrone May as a footballer. He's playing him all across the park. We've seen – I mean, Tyrone May, I'm pretty sure, came through the grades as a 5'8", so we know he can do it. He's done it at the top level already. The fact that he's got games and match fitness under his belt, you know, you're probably right there. Mate, it's – oh, fuck, it's going to be an outrageous week. I'm, 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 I'm just looking at these games now. It's just going to be crazy, isn't it? It is, mate. What are your thoughts on um, – I mean, you've said you think that they'll, they'll probably be 1-17, to 17, the Panthers, but the other big one is obviously the Nathan Cleary and the Daly M hunt. So, I mean, how badly he's going to want that and I'm going to want it for him again. I don't think they'll be short-sighted. They'll be looking at the big picture, but – They'd be looking at that, and Nathan be going, "Geez, I can get three points against the dogs and wrap up the Daly M here." Mate, it's funny. Like I'm in 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 my draft comp. I'm in the grand final this weekend, and I've just rode this wave because in my team I've got Luai, I've got Kickout, I've got Crichton, I've got Mansour. So I've got that entire left edge. So I've just rode this wave of Panthers tries each and every week all the way here. I got to the grand final. The bloke I'm versing, he has Cleary and Toto. So it's yep. literally the left side versus the right side of the Penrith Panthers, and we're both just sitting here tomorrow waiting for those team lists. And, and that's the one thing. I I think Luai is too young to rest. I wouldn't be giving him a breather before finals, but then I think Cleary, he's definitely going to want that Dally M. I can't see, you know, his dad saying to him, no, nah, I'm going to sit ya. It's I, 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 I can't see them resting any players in that game, personally. Well, mate, I hope for your sake with a stack of Panthers there that they don't because how nervous, how nervous a game is that going to be for you then? A, a, a draft grand final going into left and right edge, far out. Mate, to be honest with you, I'm more nervous about 4 o'clock tomorrow than than Saturday 3 p.m. because it just you know it just could be anything, absolutely anything. Let, let me ask you this. Who is the one player that you want to see named tomorrow? If, if you could have just one wish for one player to not get rested, who would it be? Let me have a look. Going through this side now, I'll tell you right now that the one, even though I own him, the one that I don't want is uh, I hope Nathan Cleary gets rested, <laughs> and for your sake as well, actually, because I can cover him with Jerome Luai. And I've got Luai there, who if Luai plays and Cleary got rested, Luai, he'd be directing the side around and he'd take up the goal-kicking duties against the dog. So I'm praying for that. Um, as far as players to get named, I had Dave Fafita go down on the weekend. He's gone. It sounds like Johnny Bateman would be in strife as well. Um, oh, mate, where do we start? Payne Haas. I need Payne Haas to play. Um, a lot of people sold him last week because he wasn't playing, and there was a bit of doubt over him this week. But it sounds like now that the, because because the Broncos are playing to avoid that wooden spoon. Thank you, Bulldogs. Um, that Haas will probably play that Queensland derby. So he's the big one for me. And mate, Haas off a break, off off a week off. It could just be anything there. That's got eighty min eighty minutes written all over it. I love it after he has a break. He's in my draft team as well, and he's just got VC written all over his forehead to me. Yeah, massively does he. And if there's a bloke who's due for a try, I know he's a front row, but it's Payne Haas. So I'm with you. I think you, if he does come in, he should probably play 80 minutes, you know, minimum 70 minutes trying to avoid the spoon. Um, he could be anything in that game. Mate, he's averaged like 75 this year, and he hasn't scored a meter yet. It's outrageous. <laughs> Isn't it funny how, how things chop and change and that? Earlier in the year, he came out with them 
just absurd numbers playing 80 minutes a game and you were like you just put the C on this bloke every week and and you were going to it would have been all year the C on Payne Haas until COVID happened they came back and there was these rule changes that sped up the rock and then we saw these blokes like Teddy and Ponga just going ballistic um, but yeah Haas he's just unbelievable Tim looking forward to next year obviously for draft because of the rule <clears> changes now are guys like Haas and Tamalolo do they fall further down the pecking order to you? Um yeah, they do because, as I said, there's just the ceiling of these players, your, your fullbacks in particular, your pongers and your teddies and your turbos, they can so easily go 150 plus off the back of these the, the new rule changes. I do think the value of like your Hasses and Taumalolos, it increases as well because they're such fit big men and they can play, as we know, 75, 80 minutes quite easily the game so quick the 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 bigger blokes in the game are being made redundant and, and they're, they're going to slowly fall away and we're going to see these more streamlined trim forwards agile forwards um so i think it's massive for hassan that but look i think you've just got to look at the ceilings of some of these players and go i need to have them in my team particularly for draft leagues that, that put captains on there so mate let's say ponga teddy turbo cleary do you take all of them next year before you take Haas and tamalolo uh, I do, I do, mate. But I mean, again, I, I'm obviously such a I'm more. Fo- I play draft, obviously, but I'm more focused on the overall and, and the the Supercoach Classic version of the game. And you know, you can afford for someone like a Teddy or a Pong to, to get their 180, and then they can get the 30 the next week. And you know, they're averaging a bit over 100, 100 for the two week period. Obviously, draft is more of a week to week prospect where that 180 that Ponga scores will only be good for one week and then it doesn't really matter the week after. So, you know, in draft, like you know more than me, but your Hasses and your Town Lolos, to bank that 80 sort of points every week, it's a, it's a different game, isn't it? Oh, it really is, but like, fuck, I, 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 just, I can't believe how much the game has moved towards these high ceiling guys like it's the game's just designed for it now I mean like everyone did their draft weekend or their draft night or whatever before COVID and then two weeks into the season the game just got turned on its head and it, it, it's a new game of Supercoach now it's it's just crazy how quickly it has changed and it's, I think it's changed for the better because you know you look at teams that become really really similar in Supercoach by the end of the years and it's hard to make up ground um, and obviously this year is particularly an exception because, as we said before, with the no origin and the no buy planning and all that sort of sort of stuff. But when that does come back into it next year, you can throw in these centre wings who, all right, a lot of the centre wings probably aren't going to go your 150 plus like the fullbacks and halves, but they can easily go 120, 130 in these blowout score lines. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of opportunities to make up and jump ranks and, and get big, big pods up in your head-to-head clashes. Um, and I think the game's better for it, to be honest. Mate, tell me before you go, uh, what does the Supercoach playbook look like next year? Um, look, mate, if we've got 50K to spend, it'll be looking bloody good. But <laughs> we'll know that one next week. But um, look, it's been a really good year, and I've been very happy with how it's all started out. I put a lot of work into it, but the boys I've had on board um, contributing for me in writing, they've been great. Um, I think they all seem to be enjoying it, so hopefully get them back on next year. But um, it'll just be about improving the product. Hopefully get a bit of feedback from the audience at, at the end of the season and, and look at ways to improve it. But, you know, we'll go back, cut a bit of the content that's done not as well, try and get better content in there and improve that, you know, make some improvements to the podcast. But, yeah, like anything, we, um, we'll we learn from year one. The support we've had has been amazing. So uh, with all, all hope, it'll be uh, bigger and better next year. Now, mate, I believe for the person that topped the playbook this year, you uh, you had a special prize for them. Was it a trip down to Canberra and watch a game with some of the boys? 
Yeah, mate. I lined up a big um, a big Canberra Ages game day package for a game in in either Sydney or Canberra of choice. Uh, if you if you want it from within Australia, I was going to I'll fly to the game and that. The catch to it is that it was it was meant to be going to the highest ranked su- subscriber to knock off all the Supercoach Playbook contributors. So now I'm a chance at um at, at winning our our league with our um, unlimited group, should I say? So I've got to work if I work out if I'm a good bloke and I give the prize anyway, or if I just pocket the cash and save a hundred bucks here or there. So no, nah, I, I wouldn't do it, mate. I'll give it to whoever comes in second if Fuck. I if I do finish on top. Fuck, you're a better bloke than me. <laughs> Straighten the skyrocket. See you later. Mate, I'll, I'll see if I can get um, ScoMo to, to fork out the cash to put a bit of money in the pocket after a tough year. Timmy, mate, I wish you all the best this, uh, this weekend. I really hope you get it done. I mean, it's amazing for the Supercoach playbook. I said at the start of the year when you came on, could already see the content you guys were producing was just second to none, by far and away the best in the Supercoach game. And this result, hopefully, that you get on the weekend just shows it. Mate, where can they find the Supercoach playbook? Mate, we've got the website there at scplaybook.com.au. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all those good spots. And then uh, we've got the podcast rolling out each week as well. So go and check it out. Tim, mate, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Mate, hopefully next time I'm talking to you, have got a bit of cash in the pocket and we'll have a schooner. Yeah, it's your rip without a doubt. <laughs> Cheers, mate. See you, brother. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.